Hello everyone and a warm welcome to another episode of the Talk Room series of podcasts where we look at the question of how to be your best self. We do that by looking at mental health and well-being and how this applies to our daily lives. For those people who haven't seen any of our previous podcasts, I'd like to introduce my co-presenter Ian. Ian is a senior accredited member of the National Counselling Society and the founder of Hope Therapy and Counselling Services, a counselling practice that operates throughout the south of England. Thank you, Wendy. And to introduce you, you're a highly experienced CBT psychotherapist working in private practice, and you've been involved in the field of mental health in well-being more generally for well over 30 years now so a really really warm welcome to to you again thank you very much ian so ian i know that today's subject of autism is an area which is really dear to your heart and i know you feel very passionately about it so i wonder if you could just start by explaining to people what autism is yeah thank you wendy so um, so autism or autism spectrum disorder, ASD, um, is, a, is a neurodevelopmental condition. It affects how a person perceives the world, communicates and interacts with others. It's typically diagnosed in early childhood, although it can be identified much, much later in life as well, with many people not even getting a diagnosis until they reach adulthood, if at all. And the core characteristics of autism include difficulty in social communication and interaction. Um, people with autism may struggle with various things such as understanding social cues, uh, maintaining eye contact um, and engaging in reciprocal conversation with somebody else. Um, they may also have difficulty with non-verbal communication as well, so things like interpreting facial expressions or gestures or body language. Another, uh, another hallmark of autism is the presence of repetitive behaviour or very restrictive interests. Uh, and that can manifest itself in lots of different ways, um, such as repetitive movements or speech patterns, um, a, a strong attachment to specific routines or a really narrow focus on, on particular uh, subjects or topics. OK, thank you, Ian. That's really very interesting. Uh, so I'm wondering everyone with autism, do they struggle in the same way and find the same things challenging? And that's a great question. Um, autism or autism spectrum disorder has this idea of a spectrum, um, which refers to a, to a range or a continuum of, of different presentations and different characteristics. Um, so the autism spectrum recognises that different individuals with autism can exhibit various strengths 
various challenges and various different types of behaviours and that no two individuals with autism are exactly alike in exactly the same way as no two people who don't have autism are exactly alike. So the autism spectrum encompasses a really broad range of abilities, of functioning levels and support needs as well. So individuals on the spectrum may have relatively mild symptoms and be able to live a perfectly independent life and live perfectly well, perfectly happily. Whereas others may require more significant support in their daily lives and experience more profound challenges in particular areas. And that means that individuals with autism may absolutely excel in certain areas. So they might excel in art or music or mathematics or computer science. What's really struggling or really having quite profound challenges in other areas, such as social interaction or communication or sensory processing. And it's understanding autism as a spectrum, which really promotes the recognition and the acceptance of neurodiversity. It encourages a, an appreciation of the unique strengths and abilities that individual, individuals with autism possess, as well as the importance of providing appropriate support, appropriate accommodations, and appropriate interventions as well, tailored to the specific needs of those individuals. Okay, okay, that's a really interesting and, and a fascinating explanation of this spectrum idea. So thank you for that, Ian. So, um, accepting that people with autism present on this spectrum, and that not everyone will therefore present in the same way, are there particular things from a, a mental health or well-being perspective that people are more likely to struggle with and may need support with? Well, as, as you say, not everyone will struggle with any form of mental health issue. And just as people's unique gifts and challenges will appear at different points on the spectrum, so will the severity of any mental health or well-being challenges that they may face, if indeed they face them at all. But there are things that people may be more likely to struggle with. So, for example, anxiety is highly prevalent amongst individuals with autism. They may experience generalised anxiety. They may experience specific phobias or social anxiety or separation anxiety the uncertainty and challenges associated with social interactions, um, social situations, sensory uh, sensitivities can all contribute to heightened anxiety levels in a whole variety of different situations. Individuals with autism may be more prone to depression due to social difficulties, feelings of isolation um, and challenges in understanding and expressing emotion. Individuals with autism may also exhi ex exhibit obsessive thoughts 
and engage in what can be very repetitive behaviours or rituals. Um, and these obsessive and compulsive tendencies can really overlap with the core features of, of autism and can have quite a profound impact for some people on daily functioning as well. Okay. Okay. Thank you. That is really interesting and, and really stresses the need to offer appropriate and tailored support to, to those who need it. Uh, just not one approach fits all way of working. I'm wondering if there are other things that people with autism may also like you to struggle with that we don't necessarily fall under a mental health condition, but are still hugely impactful. Yeah, and again, a really, really good question. And the answer is yes, absolutely. Um, so because autism is a neurodevelopmental condition, it can mean that some people can also be more prone to other neurodevelopmental conditions such as ADHD or, or Tourette's, but also things like sensory processing challenges as well. So although not strictly a mental health disorder per se, sensory processing difficulties are often associated with autism. So individuals can experience hypersensitivity um, or hypersensitivity to sensory stimuli, leading to um, emotional dysregulation, leading to anxiety, and can really lead to sensory overload for, for, for some people that appear on that autistic spectrum. Um, things like emotional dysregulation. So that that's a um, that's just meaning difficulties in, in managing and regulating emotions um, can be really quite common for, for people uh, that appear on that autistic spectrum. Um, so individuals struggle to identify and to be able to express emotions appropriately, leading to emotional meltdowns for some people can can lead to aggression or even self in injurious uh, behaviours as well sometimes. Um, they might be more prone to things like sleep disorders, sleep problems such as insomnia, difficulty going to sleep or dis disrupted sleep patterns. Um, can all be really quite common with um, with with people on that on that autistic spectrum. Okay, thank you for that, Ian. Again, very well explained. Um, before we talk more specifically about the therapeutic support available, are there any tips that someone who has autism or a loved one who might be thinking about better supporting themselves? Things they might consider before reaching out for professional support. Yeah, again, a really excellent question. So um, the first thing is to remember this idea of a spectrum uh, that we talked about a little bit earlier. So, so not everyone will ever have any of those issues. And if they do, because people with autism present on a spectrum, it may be either quite severe or much less so, depending on the individual person. So because of this idea of the spectrum, the, the first thing is to try and develop a degree of self-awareness by recognising our own strengths, our own challenges and our own sensory sensitivities. So understanding how you experience the world can help you to 
navigate it in a in a in a more effective way so if we understand that we're likely to be triggered by a particular thing that knowledge can really help us to prepare for that that, that particular challenge also establishing some form of routine and predictability for, for some people so to the extent that it's possible creating a structured daily routine that provides some some degree of predictability can often be really helpful in in helping to reduce anxiety um, knowing what to expect can just promote a sense of a sense of control a sense of of stability so that that's something to bear in mind as well and then this idea of, of sensory regulation so um, another thing would be identifying and, and managing sensory sensitivities by finding strategies to help you to cope with sensory overload or sensory discomfort so many things can be done here so including things like some people might wear noise cancelling headphones or, or wearing comfortable clothing um, that doesn't triggers people issues with with sensitivity um, or taking sensory breaks in a in a, in a sort of calmer um, environment can be can be really really helpful for, for for certain individuals and then there are things around communication strategies so um, often just exploring and developing effective communication strategies that that work for the individual recognizing that that everybody that appears on that spectrum is an individual um, so finding strategies that work for you can be really really helpful um, learning to recognize and to label our own emotions so exploring techniques like deep breathing exercises as well mindfulness um, engaging in activities the individual finds calming can be really helpful in terms of regulating emotions um, and then really importantly finding supportive social connections um, supportive relationships with understanding friends understanding family members or support groups all of those things can be really really useful connecting with individuals who accept and appreciate you for who you are can provide hugely valuable emotional support this this shouldn't be underestimated because um a, a nurturing sense of community can be really so helpful in in, in so many many ways um, pursuing special interests so many people on the spectrum will have will have special interests which can provide a sense of sense of purpose uh, a sense of fulfillment um, it can it can be a sense of 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 self-expression for many people so creating routines and time around those types of things can be a way of just introducing joy and pleasure and sense of relaxation into your life and then we might think about things like just practicing self-care so really learning to prioritize self-care activities 
um, that promote your overall well-being. And that can include activities like exercise, things like getting enough sleep, maintaining a balanced diet, engaging in hobbies or relaxation techniques. There's, there's, there really is an awful lot that people can be thinking about before they reach out for that more, that more professional support. Okay, Ian, that is such a useful, um, uh, lots of different information tips there. Thank you so much for that. Just amazing amount of information there. Um, I just want to pick up on one thing that you said about finding supportive social connections. Are you able to say a little bit more about that? Yeah, so again, we, we need to remember this idea of a spectrum, which stresses that different people will find social connection with others even more or less challenging than other people. But, but challenges with social communication, social interaction will be components of autism to some extent. So it's an area that, that can be really hard for many people with autism. Um, still, there are lots of benefits of, of trying really hard to build social groups and social connections um, and that might be through things like a support group or a group connected with special, special interests um, that, that individuals may have. Okay uh, and so why is this such such an important area would you say? Well it, it's not the only important area of focus but it can be a really helpful area to apply focus to for lots and lots of reasons. So um, the challenges that are brought by autism can sometimes lead to a sense of a sense of social isolation, a sense of difficulties in init initiating and of maintaining relationships. So working on developing supportive relationships and social connections can help combat that sense of that sense of isolation and can just provide a sense of sense of belonging a sense of inclusion um, when we have supportive relationships they can offer they can offer emotional support they can offer understanding they can offer empathy um, and having someone also just to to share experiences with to share joys with to share challenges with all of those things can help individual individuals on that autistic spectrum to navigate their emotions and feel a sense of a sense of validation um, and we know that social interaction can directly impact on people's mental health and general well-being so developing supportive relationships can, for many, reduce feelings of loneliness, can um, influence low mood, anxiety, contributing to improved overall mental health for, for people that appear on that autistic spectrum. And also engaging in social relationships can just provide a really valuable opportunity as well to practice and to develop social skills so interacting with others can really enhance communication it can enhance turn taking can help us to practice perspective taking um, and other really essential 
social abilities that the many people that appear on that broad spectrum might not always find easy. Um, there can be a sense of increased self-confidence, a sense of increased self-esteem that comes with, with supporting supportive relationships as well. Um, um, getting positive feedback, um, encouragement and acceptance from other, other individuals can really just help develop a, a sense of positive self-image, a sense of positive belief in ourselves. So many benefits can just come from investing time in really trying to develop that, that sense of social connection. Okay, well, that is really fascinating you. Thank you so much for that. And so many things for people to think about in managing their own self care, um, or the partners and loved ones that that can offer that too for them. Um, I'm just wondering if people are struggling with more severe issues, or maybe issues around their mental health. Is there counselling or therapy support available? How effective can can this be for them? Yeah, a, a, a great question. Um, and there is lots of support that people can offer um, and lots of benefits of reaching out to get help um, if people feel that they need it. Uh, but it's important to, to work with a counsellor or a therapist that has experience of, of, of autism. Um, and some of the benefits uh, might include just emotional support so counseling can offer a safe can offer um, non-judgmental space where individuals can freely express and explore their emotions um, the presence of a compassionate compassionate and empathetic counselor can really provide comfort can provide validation and sense of being it's just a sense of being heard to people. Um, and those might be things that, that people that appear on the autistic spectrum don't necessarily get in other areas of their lives. We might get insights, um, opportunities, and opportunities for self-reflection from counselling. Um, counselling can help individuals just to gain a deeper a deeper understanding of their own their own thoughts their own feelings and their own behaviors as well um, and through things like guided reflection and, and therapeutic techniques individuals can really start to under um, uncover underlying patterns um, and uh, underlying beliefs or unresolved issues that that maybe are contributing to the mental health challenges as well. Um, there might be work that you can do with a counsellor surrounding coping strategies and, and, and coping skills. Um, so just practising um, coping strategies and skills um, with a, a, an experienced counsellor can be, can be really, really useful, empowering individuals to be able to better manage their mental health uh, for themselves. And those strategies may include things like relaxation uh, techniques, stress management techniques, emotional regulation, problem solving. There's lots and lots of different things that um, 
people on the autistic spectrum can work with uh, with with an appropriately trained um, counsellor. And then things like identifying and just learning to start to challenge what we call cognitive distortions. So, um, so counselling can be really helpful in terms of ad addressing what we call cognitive distortions. Um, so things like negative self-talk or irrational beliefs, um, all of which can really quite profoundly feed into mental health related issues. Um, and things like cognitive behavioural therapy, CBT, can be really helpful in, in helping individuals recognise and start to reframe some of those, um, some of those just distorted thought patterns um, and just starting to lead into creating and promoting healthier ways of thinking. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of work surrounding building resiliency that can be worked on with counsellors. So um, that might involve building adaptive coping skills, um, enhancing their ability just to bounce back from setbacks that they might have, um, identifying stresses and being able to work with those those stresses when things maybe don't go quite quite as well for them. And there's a lot of work around um, just personal growth and self empowerment that can be that can be worked on as well. Um, so just working with individuals to help them to discover their strengths, to help them to uh, to to figure out their values and their goals. It encourages individuals just to start to take ownership actually of. Of, of them their mental health it empowers them to to take steps towards making positive changes in their lives that can really have a quite a profound impact on on general mental health and well-being and it's it's so important to to note also that counseling approaches and techniques may vary based on the individual's needs so um we also need to just consider the counsellor's expertise and the specific issues that need to be worked on as well. Mm -hmm. um, and there are lots and lots of different forms of counselling and therapy that can be helpful in working with people that appear on this autistic spectrum. The key is to, to reach out to someone experienced and to discuss what is available and what would be helpful for the unique needs of you as an individual, recognising that everybody that sits on that autistic spectrum is a unique individual and will have unique needs, and therefore they really need to be seeking somebody that can make something really quite bespoke to, to be able to support the uniqueness of you as an individual. Okay, okay, thank you, Ian. A, a really fascinating insight into the various challenges that can confront people with autism, and also a great many things that can be done to help the person and to support them. Uh, so, if people want to know more, what should they be doing? Well, um, uh, I hope 
has uh, has a team of, of really experienced counsellors and therapists, uh, many of which have significant experience of working with autism. So people are very welcome to, uh, to get in touch with us. Um, we can discuss the types of support that's available uh, and most, um, most suitable for the specific needs of, of the individual. Uh, people are very welcome to go to our website, which is www.hopefulminds.co.uk forward slash autism dash support forward slash. Um, we will drop a, a link to that in the, in the comments as well. Um, we also have lots and lots of free information, blogs, infographics about autism on the site as well all of which are completely free of charge so people are very very welcome to take a look at all of that but you uh wendy also uh as a hugely experienced cbt psychotherapist i know that you work with autism on a, on, on, on a regular basis so maybe just tell our our, our listeners uh, a little bit about you and uh, and how that might work as well yeah thank you ian so yeah so i do work with um, people with autism uh, and very much as ian said it does depend on the individual needs of the person and and people can present with a range of complex needs so if you want to know more about me just go to my website it's wendyc.team um, and there are some free resources on there you just have to go to the website sign up and you can access some meditations which might be particularly useful to people with autism. Um, so it's just time for me to thank Ian to talk about this really hugely important subject of mental health. Um, thank you so much for that and thank you everyone for listening and please listen out for more podcasts in the next future weeks. So thank you very much everyone. Thank you Ian and thank you for everybody who listened. Thank bye you. Bye bye.